Hi there. The following episode of the Cantori Show is brought to us by March and Ash, a customer-focused licensed cannabis dispensary with locations in Mission Valley, Vista, out in Imperial County, and coming soon to City Heights, marchandash.com. Their in-store experience like uh, nothing you've ever seen. The beautifully designed shops, whether you're shopping in store or, or taking advantage of the curbside pickup. I've got a homie who does that all the time. They also offer delivery, and you can find them again online at marchandash.com. Also, thank you to our, our friends over at Baja Bound, Mexican Auto Insurance. Just got to make sure you don't take your goodies from March and Ash down to Baja. That could get you in trouble, like I got in trouble back in high school. Oh, boy, ever spend the night in a Mexican prison? I don't recommend it. Baja Bound. Got to have your car insurance. Hit them up, BajaBound.com. Actually, you can get a lot insured through them if you're heading south of the border to vacation. Visit. Actually, you can't vacation now, but a lot of people do own property down there or visit their friends who have property down there and uh, need need insurance. Or uh, perhaps you do business down there. You can still do that. Or you do business up here and you listen south of the... Either way, if you need Mexican auto insurance, it's BajaBound.com. And also a special thank you to our guest today, uh, Andy Beaumarche. I, I certainly recommend that you check out his party supply company, <laughs> which you can find at Club C-L-U-B Midnight M-I-D-N-I-T-E. Dot com, And uh, before we get to that, I sit down with Merrill, and this is our second show this week. I love it. Let's do it. It's your favorite radio station. Hey, turn off the radio. It is on. Turn on the radio. Okay. Hey, everybody. Heard any good radio lately? No. We heard your show, though. <laughs> Is this new wave radio? Well, I'm something of a famous radio personality. His diet consists of black coffee and sarcasm. Happy, Happy National, National Radio, radio Day. Day. All I can think of is, is, is radio, radio, radio. And it's showtime. Off we go. Look at us. Our second show this week. Content. That's nuts. Welcome to the Cantori Show. Today, I will be sitting down with a gentleman by the name of Andy Beaumarche. I love it. Who's the uh, the founder of my favorite, my new favorite skate surf company. They're called Club Midnight. Okay. And they're so punk rock, and I haven't been this excited about a surf skate brand since I was a kid. Really? And they make surfboards and skateboards? No, just apparel. Oh, apparel. okay, apparel. Okay. It's, it's just hats. It's uh, T-shirts that kill me. Their Instagram is insane, and you're going to meet Andy, who's inspiring me, by the way, to lose weight, and that, that's a whole nother story. So that's coming up in this episode, but uh, the last show, I forgot to tell you about my table here and how I did resurrect this table off a yeah. of street corner. It's still, it's one week has gone by, and it's still holding up really nice. Very strong table, and uh, I'll tell you, I, I picked it up on the side of the road in front of uh, this hair salon, Diesel down the street <laughs> okay and it just said free and i was like this beautiful antique yeah, table it's gorgeous i was walking my dog i went back got my truck went over and i and i do this all the time i was like oh there's no way i can lift you feel this thing it's huge yeah it's and very it's heavy and huge. yep i can't do this by myself and lift this table into my truck 
So I do the me struggling in the street. Oh my gosh, I would pay you to watch that. <laughs> trying to do it by myself. And then a guy came over and- He took uh, the table from you? <laughs> no, he's like, oh. do you need help? And I was like, yeah, bud. But we were both wearing ma- we both weren't wearing masks. Oh. And I and you know you're struggling, you're yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole bit. So I said, Don't worry, dude. It's a six foot table. You stay there, I'll stay here. <laughs> we're good. And he helped me get it into the car. Well, even just the two of you lifting it up is honestly impressive. Got it back here. I, I moved it into this this little uh side area of my house with my son and we're up and we're running and we're crushing. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I was going, honestly, I was Ed, I, as I drove here, I was going to come in and say, I feel like maybe, you know, you should tidy up the garage a little bit or like, you know, like, let's let's make this space nice. And then I came in and you had made it nicer than I even thought. No way. As, as I was driving here, I was like, I'm ready for this space to be, because it has the potential to be, be an extremely awesome. nice space. Yeah. Seriously. And it would just, honestly, it would take you like three hours. But then when I came in, you had done it so beautifully. Oh, so we're, thank you. We're not even halfway there yet. Cool. Wait you see how I'd spiff this place out? It's going to look like a full-blown podcast facility. People want to rent it. Yeah, I believe That's that. That's how nice it'll be. I so believe that. I mentioned my son helping me get this table into the into the garage here or this mm-hmm. little side room. If I I realized this when we were when we were transporting the table, I am such a better dad than my dad was <laughs> when it comes to this sort of stuff because my dad would have been yelling at me the whole time. What would he say? Just lift hard. You know, I'm not pulling oh, it up come on. hard yeah. enough. Put more elbow grease into it. What am I doing? Watch my feet. Just, just I love it. micromanaging my every move. My son, I'm just like, yeah, just pick up that end. You okay? You all right, buddy? Aww. All right. Yeah. I'm way more... Softer. Yes. It's just stupid. But wait, you told me you had a story about your dad. I want yes. to hear. Okay, that was last that's, week. That's why I brought oh, my... okay, d- good. exactly why I'm bringing my good dad segue. up. So I go up to Los Angeles and my dad's a harder dude, you know? And he's softer as he, he's aged. He's also the snappiest dresser. I know. And you just Facebook friend. I'm obsessed him. with him because I think it's funny. I like... I kind of like... Um, intellectual i'm not gonna say snobbery because he's not a snob but he's like i don't know i i like people that uh have a lot to say and think yeah he's very left yeah he's very which I'm, I'm, down with. Br- I'm bring it all on i love it all so uh i go up to see my folks that's why i had to get the whole covid test thing mm-hmm. and all that garbage and it's my my uh, niece's birthday and we go up there and uh you know my truck which i finally got back or it's back i mean not finally they got it back real quick I had to get this rental that we were making fun of. Mm-hmm. That it was a mom car that that uh, Mazda CX five or C whatever. It looked like like a hot mom of three kids would yeah. have though, like with a nice haircut. Like my like wife sharp... would drive it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, I've been driving a car. I, I didn't like it, but hey, let's put miles on it mm-hmm. rather than putting miles on my wife's car. We'll take the rental up to Los Angeles. And keep in mind. My truck's getting fixed now because I've been hit twice oh my gosh. in the last six months or in six months' time, hit twice out of nowhere, and I have to bring these cars in. So we go up to my, my parents' house, and I, I park the rental and uh, in my parents' driveway, which is a tight driveway, and my sister, her, her daughter, my niece's party is about to start, but we just pulled into L.A. I just drove two and a half hours. Traffic's a lot worse now than it was at the beginning of the pandemic. I need a little break to to reassess mm-hmm. and reconfigure myself before I go tackle my niece's birthday party right. and see a bunch of people I don't know. So my dad says, no worries. I'll take the kids. We're going down now 
because my dad is no patience with my dad. He he he's going. He's on a mission. <laughs> I love it. So I'm like, okay, and he grabs my kids. And my dad has this bit. My kids can't stand driving with my dad because the car smells like cigarettes. Uh-huh. And that was me as a kid. Yeah. Sm- my dad's car has the worst odor you would ever friggin' imagine. Ugh. It just makes you sick. Because it's not even, at least cigars smell good. Cigarettes just smell so so chemically it's and just like cheap. This, and, yeah. oh, it's Ugh, just this, like this cheap, cigarette. just gross yeah. smell and it's stale smelling. And it just would make me nauseous. Like, it triggers me. I get nauseous. Yeah. And my kids are in the car, and then my dad will blast. Like, when I tell you, you could hear it like four cars over. He'll blast like 60s folk music. <laughs> Your dad's just living the life. I love blasting it. Blasting the music, blasting smokes, throws it in reverse, and backs into my rental. <gasps> no! Crashes <laughs> right into my rental. So the car that I'm getting fixed because oh I got hit, my dad backs in and hits me again in the rent. In we, the we honestly have to like get you to a shaman or something because I, I feel know. like your your automobile like situation attracts so much exactly calamity. negative energy. Yeah, or honestly, something. we have to like rid you of that. So my dad hits my car. So were the lights shattered or what was was the, no, was the front he, end? He backed right into the side of it because I was parked. He like t boned okay. me. Oh he backed T-Bone God. into me. He didn't know, like, he didn't think he, he said he didn't have an, he, he said, oh, the music was so high, <laughs> loud, he didn't hear, or he was so high, the music was so loud, he didn't hear the warning backup beeping, oh. the beep, 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 beep. He didn't hear that, and he blasted right into the car. Wow. So, so then, then what, you took the rental car back and said, so now this I, is broken? Yes. So <laughs> then I took the rental car back and said, hey, sorry, I got into an accident. Oh, so what happens when you, when that happens? You give him the insurance information of the person who hit you. So I gave is him my dad's dad? insurance information. That is like next level. <laughs> next level. <laughs> the Cantori Show. Cantori Show. So that's me and my dad. What's your uh, what's your little relationship deal? What's oh, going on? Oh man, my relationship deal is so good. I just want to give it my my boyfriend is so sweet and wonderful about um like me being gone for half the week. <laughs> Whoa. Maybe, oh, that, maybe that's him emailing you that he's <laughs> yeah. dumping me. But. He's pissed. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean I I think about it that I wouldn't I feel like I'm very um not like attached to him, but I mean, I don't know if I would be okay if the reverse was true, where if he right. was away for four days, I feel like I would freak out. Living in he's a very house good. Yeah. and you don't know where he's going at night yeah. and who's coming through the house. Exactly, which no one, I mean, really, it's, right. it's just me like working from coffee shops. It's nothing nothing exciting, but um, our deal was kind of when I was, when I am back in San Diego, that besides the two podcasts that I do and like the one other friend that I have, I would be very more home and focused and not running around so that way. Yeah, we've discussed that here. You'd be more yeah. Available to him, and that time together would be based more on quality because yes. the quantity has decreased. Exactly. So, one of those things was that even though I'm not the biggest baseball fan, he really just wants me to like, or he doesn't want me to, but he said it would make him happy if I sat and watched some of the games with him and just was mildly interested. That's not fair. <laughs> no, and, I, and I'm okay with that. Baseball was boring. Before the pandemic. Yeah, 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 it is. Now you're watching a bunch of guys, no one in the stands. 
If you thought baseball was boring before, now it's really boring. It is boring. And as a non-sports girl, my my breakdown, it's like, I feel like basketball is the only thing that I can follow. So baseball seems too confusing for me because I don't understand a See, lot of I the things they're saying. I love watching baseball. You do? I, think, I do. And I know, and my dad grew up doing that, and I just don't understand, like, besides them literally batting and stuff. It, it, see, it seems kind of calming. And then football, I get so aggravated because I feel like they stop it too much for me. I agree. Like, I, it's too long, and I feel like I can't deal with them stopping it every now and then. So I feel like basketball, I don't know what it is, but that's the only thing that I can watch. And It's funny. My like wife it. loves basketball. Yeah. She would say the same. She would answer all those the sports the <laughs> yeah. same way. Yeah. So... But I'm I'm now banned from I think watching baseball because of all my annoying questions and just like comments and everything on on every single player every single thing like I didn't like the that they call them the D backs instead of like the, the diamond backs I'm like and so and then I had left the room for a second and when I came back Jack had had his um he took out one of his baseball bats and was like holding it and I like that reminds me I think my dad would do that growing up and for some reason I just thought that was like the sweetest thing ever Aww. and so I I was like look at this bat and I really really embarrassed him and i think it was like i think he felt like a four-year-old being like his mom being like you're playing with your toy <laughs> so, oh no so, so he, you didn't embrace it like you did with your dad instead no. you i oh, feel like I, tr- I treat him i treated him like like a child like wearing his jersey i'm like a big boy in your jersey and so he said <laughs> go away from that so i was going to ask you is there anything that you do to heather that's like too embarrassed so you is there anything you've got yourself banned from because you act too embarrassing she bans me from watching a lot of her rea- she would love it if i watch the reality shows with her uh-huh but i just can't sit through it without ridiculing <laughs> yeah and saying like especially oh no i can answer it psychics any show oh. that has a psychic on it she will not let me watch it really just because i i sit there and i tell her there's no way this is true. Like Long Island Medium. Yeah. I know how shows are produced. I know producers pre-screen people. I know. I know these producers talk to the hosts before you go to tape. You can't waste tape. You need to have <laughs> results. You need to know where shit's going. There's no, there's no surprises in TV. So you think it's all basically like a yeah, magic scripted. Tri- that has a formula. Yeah. I do. I do. I so I have too. a hard time watching that's me personally. I feel that way. So I have a hard time watching those shows. Yeah. Therefore, Heather bans me from watching that. Yes, because it's almost like you need to have, if you're watching it with someone, you want them to have some belief instead of them being like, it's fixed. Come yes. on, I know this. She, because yes. she, she loves Monica the medium, right? That we talked to them. on our radio show. All of them. Yeah. She, uh, all of them. Monica, she loves a Long Island medium. She watches <laughs> uh, that one kid, the dude who had the show on... Um, who predicted Lizzo's success? Yeah, I know all oh, this stuff. Oh, like the stuff. rich Hollywood, the ET, Hollywood kid. Uh, yeah, Hollywood psychic. Yes, I love all that. So yeah, you're she not loves allowed. it too. <laughs> so I'm not allowed to watch that. And I would never. Ba- I know you guys were playing. Yeah, and and we were playing. But for me, I I struggle sometimes with watching. Like I'll watch some hard news because I'm a news junkie. Uh huh. And she'll come in and start asking some questions. And then I start getting a little frustrated. It's like, come on. It's yeah. like, come on. You don't know this. Yeah. Where yeah, I assume that everybody knows that this particular thing is going on at this particular moment in history, whatever it is. And you're it holding be, your bat while you do it. Yeah. No, no. I mean, my wife is so tolerant with me just when it comes to my stupid van and my whole surf oh, thing. Oh, yes. That's one area. Like when I'll tell my wife and it gets, you know, you know I'll be like, hey, I'm going to go surf. She's like, you got to get wet. 
<laughs> she'll say like, oh, you got to get wet. And I'll get pissed. Like, oh, I got to get wet. Like she'll she'll try to sound like a surfer, make yeah. me sound like a surf bro. Like, oh, you got to get wet. And I'm like, <laughs> that bugs the shit out of me. All right, before we get to my sit down with Club Midnight. That's a funny, it, does it tie in? I mean, I guess we will hear soon in your interview, but does the Club Midnight have to do with the apparel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited sure. to hear why. All right, so we've got It Came From Next Door. We used to do this on the radio, it was a veritable hit, and now we do it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, you want to start us off today? Sure. What you got? This one comes from Arizona, okay. so you know it's going to be good. Mine comes from my neighborhood. Really? Which is why it's genius. Ooh. What you got? Okay, well, this is a very uh, Arizonian thing to do, Arizonian, whatever we call them. It is a jeans shorts mask. So some woman has devised oh, a wow. mask where it's basically like picture jean shorts around your face where the button is on your nose and then the zipper acts as a mouth hole so you can oh unzi- unzip your, your jean zipper and then that's how you can drink your coffee so it says unzip insert straw or bottleneck sip then zip back up and done this mask will even soak up any minor dribbles or spills i'm taking orders for ew see this is the part that is she's I don't really like, taking orders i'm taking orders for old jeans that you don't need and she, so basically she's cutting off the crotch Oh my god. And then all remaking jeans it into a mask. And Ew. turning it into a mask. And I feel like I don't know if she's washing them or not. That's so this is a, a hard no on uh, a mask that I would wear. And also just think about in the Arizona heat having like denim on your denim face. Denim on your yeah. face. Something tells me that Dr. Fauci would not be a fan of this. I would love though to see somebody taking a huge bong rip with one of those. Oh my gosh. You, you could put just the unzip bong it. piece yeah. right through the zipper, <laughs> which is about the girth of a wiener. <laughs> it is. And imagine like, you know, the same way you get stuff caught on your zipper. Imagine like getting your tongue oh, caught no, your Thank you. Here's a note that somebody posted on uh, on next story here in my neighborhood, Kensington Talmadge, where people can be rather uppity. Yep. This one struck a, a chord for a reason. First, the note, dear neighbor, we are you just moved into this neighborhood a year ago, and I wanted to give you time to correct this problem on your own, but mm. you're apparently too inconsiderate to do so. Every day of this week. When it's been hot, you leave your windows open and proceed to let your small child run free in your backyard, laughing, giggling, and carrying on without end. This is very disruptive for my two dogs and my bird who are close to the window (laughs) that sits over your yard. Perhaps you can ask your kid to tone it down a bit or at least limit his outside time to 15 to 20 minutes a day so my dogs can be outside without seeing him running around. If this type of behavior persists, I will call the police. Man. Yeah. See, it's like, just let the dogs play together. Let the bird hang out. Why does it need to be like so much work for this? Especially during a pandemic. Yeah. And you're trying to get your kids out of the house. Yes. When I lived uh, on the other side of Kensington here on the on the north side, which is the more uppity side. Wait, what are we on now? Are we on this the south side? This is the south side? side. They call this Baja Kensington. Oh, really? Yeah, this is where you see like people of color walk yeah, right. the streets. Okay. Is this also Talmadge? Is this considered Talmadge? Talmadge is right behind okay. me. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, and that's like, that's a whole- I love a, Talmadge. So do I, but yeah. they consider that a level down. Oh, really? Oh, that just shows Baja where I'm Kensington. at. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm all of us. Paradise Hills. And that's why I don't miss living on the other side where this, I got one of these notes- I lived across the street. It's when we lost our house during the recession and had to seg over into a rental. So we were new on the street, but had lived in the neighborhood for over a decade as homeowners. Now we're renters 
and I would have my dogs in the backyard and they would get noisy or mm-hmm. chirpy at times. I got a note from the person who lived across the street. And this house, when I tell you, it used to be like the the home. It was like where the guy who started the Jehovah Witness Foundation. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it was like I would remember Jehovah Witness members or people would come by and take pictures of the house really it's a friggin' mansion I can imagine and it has a sprawling yard that's a, that looks like it's the size of a soccer field Whoa. for a little neighborhood like this i mean a man huge ass mansion sprawling yard and this woman wrote a note saying she couldn't open up her windows because my dogs would bark and she would hear my dogs barking. <laughs> and if she didn't, if I didn't correct that, you know, when was I going to correct the behavior? I was being an inconsiderate neighbor. And I'm like, you're in an effing mansion, yeah. sprawling fucking yard, pool in the backyard, and you're complaining about my 20 pound yeah, dogs. Yeah. It's like just, I mean, I know right now we can't necessarily just leave the house, but sometimes I feel like that craziness also happens when people just stay cooped up in their house and they start to go Truth. mental too. Yeah. But my thing was, even if that's the case, their house was so big. Yeah, go to the other wing. To go like, to a different wing yeah, yeah. to avoid the noise. Right. It drove me batty. It dro- Jehovah'd you. Oh, it Jehovah'd me crazy. <laughs> All right, it's time for the interview segment where I sit down. Actually, this was recorded during the heat wave here mm-hmm. in Sandy. We, this is our sweat box. We sweated through this following, this next interview together, me and Andy Beaumarchais. Now, is there any um, like extra t-shirts that he had dropped off or come with or anything? I'll or? get you something. Okay, I'll get cool. you a beanie, but it's probably too no, warm for a beanie. beanie. Yeah, no. But uh, yeah, you can get a shirt. I'll okay. get you one of the Greek t-shirts that say THC. Right oh my god! Right, right across the chest. Panhelletic. So wait, how did you guys even link up? Uh, through Chris Cote. My baby. I know you love Cote. Who one day, I really would love to have him on. He'll come down. Okay, good. In I wonder a if he's scared of, of the no. vid. Okay, no, no, he's he's cool. It, it's a funny to, to like think what camp people are in. I know. I saw I, one of my comedian friends posted like, "Are you an innie or an outie?" <laughs> and I, thought, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That's so Isn't true. Isn't that funny? He's like, I'm trying to f- figure out who's an innie, who's an outie. I'm in the middle. I think I'm in the yeah, middle, but I lean, out. but I lean more any. I'm basically, if I had an umbilical cord, like You'd hanging from me. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. hanging me from my mother. Yeah. So um, yeah, I met him through Chris. Chris, you know, is up in North County, and this is a brand, just a bunch of pro, former pro, or maybe you're always a pro skater, just skater, who used to work for DC Shoes, and has segged out and started his own skate surf apparel company called Club Midnight. Caught my attention on Insta. And the dude's a character. I mean, he's he's gone through a major transformation. It was a cool sit-down. I learned about him, his brand, and it was a great chat. Andy Beaumarchais? Yes, sir. I said it right. That is right. First time with a brand that I absolutely adore, Club Midnight. Thank you. That is... Oh, I would say that, you know, coming from a triple OG San Diego, <laughs> San Diego dude, you know, that is a, that's a huge, that's a huge compliment. And um, it's funny, I, um, you know, I, I've always just been the brand. And so secretly that was my personal Instagram. And so that's where, you know, I like just made another one. For myself, and that's the one we just yeah, connected and that's the on. one we just connected on. Before um, that, it, it was from afar. Yeah, I was just watching your shit yep. on the club midnight yep. feed. Going, Absolutely. I haven't <clears throat> been this 
into a brand or enamored by a brand, which is you, yeah. I can't remember the last time, man. It just reminds me of the 70s or the 80s. Yeah. It's just, it's it's so authentic and free. Oh, man. And real. We appreciate and that. And just people I want to hang with. We really appreciate Wish that. I was cool enough to hang with. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you are beyond you cool. It. Honestly, it's, it. it's funny. Um, you know, it's... Uh, I guess it started as a business, you would say, and like really, I'm not a businessman. The whole the whole experience, like, you know, even Brian, you you're familiar with Brian, your uh, partner. Yeah, he told me to tell you hello, Brian House. I mean, to me, he's the most amazing artist, and I think a lot of people think of art as, you know, what, um, how good a dude draws or how good a dude paints, or stuff like that. And I th I look at the different ways someone looks at something, and immediately right there I know whether we're going to be able to do something together. And that's why I found that breaking out huge challenges will show me how you act um, when you're purposely going to fail. Yeah. Um, when you're not going to win, there's nothing to win. And there's no, there's no end in sight. Yeah. You know, and that's like... And you're entering an area that's volatile. Oh, extremely volatile. People tell you you're going to fail before you start. Yeah. And so, you know, I think as a business, there's such a black and white area. And I'm such a black and white person that it was just like, um, emotionally, I, I was losing everything in my life and failing. And then when I looked at it, when I was like, well, if I look at this as an artist... Dude, I'm getting juiced up with inspiration. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you go from a That's business. That's what's feeding yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, how many people sit there and they're all, I have a failing business rather than like you have a so much opportunity in front of a you. A piece of art that could scale at any moment. Anything, you know, and, and, uh, and you know, it's funny. I, I guess I was just thinking of this thing the other day and it was like, um, there's no good or bad days. There's just days where you have more opportunity than others or you don't. Yep. And that's it. And and um you know the when when you're at the top, you you're actually at the bottom of something but you don't want to go to it. You know, and and it's like the men that mentality just kills you. You know, quicker than anything. And All right, so before we yeah, I want to get a little backstory. Oh, I go crap. I'm sorry. I no, like, this is great. My mind is so I love this. <laughs> I don't want to get too far ahead. I don't want to get too far ahead. What's Brian's background? Okay, oh artist? man, okay. So, Brian, this is okay. So Number one, he grew up in, um, he was born in Seattle, and his dad played for the Mariners. And his dad um, is a dude named Tom House. Right. Who was a really, really, really big pitcher in That's baseball. That's right. Yeah, and so his dad was Tom House. So he's born in Seattle. His dad plays for the Mariners. They moved down to San Diego. I'm pretty sure it's something along the lines of all of this. But like a like, lot of pro ball players. Dude, so come, retire, comes down to San Diego, comes down here, plays ball. Um, or maybe he plays for the... Anyway, long story short, House ends up being a bat boy for the Texas Rangers and is, like, written, you know, like, flies all over uh, with the team and, like... Brian. Yeah, House, my partner. And, like, incredible baseball player. I mean, it'd be like, you know, he's the bat boy for the Texas Rangers. He's just around baseball. He would go crack balls at Yankees batting practice and just, like, teenager kid. His dad's Brian House... Or uh, Tom House, you know, and... Um, so did he grow up here in Sandy? He moved... So, so Del Mar... 
Okay, so Don't born worry. in Seattle yep. or up north yep. and then came down here for uh-huh. high school or whatnot. Uh-huh. Got it. Turns 14, quits baseball. He does. <laughs> yeah. Over and so it. really ripping at surfing and just wants to surf. And so he just surfs, 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 and like really, you know, um, kind of very similar like growth patterns where all of the talent in the world and um, – really just like kind of stayed in the same circle like um and then ended up in the business side and was a team manager for surfing and like uh you know worked at osiris and sanook and all of these things and then um you know did graphic design and art and all this stuff and and um he actually was a shoe designer at a company called vox Mm -hmm. footwear i remember that i rode for when i was 18 or 19 so that was the first time i met him okay and um and so we had kind of been like six degrees of separation the whole time um and then we really started skating like the skate park together in Encinitas when they built it again and he just was super fun and he looked really cool I know that like people (laughs) laugh at shit like that but like he looked really cool he always had like he always looked like he was having fun and I knew where he was at kind of in his career and like uh everybody at the time I feel like you know I worked at at DC Shoes. Right. You want to party? You go work at DC Shoes. Yeah. You know, and so um, I just, I came from partying. I was kind of paid to party. Um, it just was old to me. I wanted to work 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So how old are you guys now? I'm 32 and okay. he's 42. Okay. So we have exactly 10 years. We're two days apart. He's the tw- August 27th. You figured it out young, man. Yeah. You're lucky. Well, I just, I did eight years at, at a, a big spot like DC. And then um, I guess the, the short form of it is you, I could tell they viewed me differently than I viewed me. Right. Um, in so few words. And um, I acted like a kid about it. I didn't actually. I want. I I asked for. A Dude, new you act like somebody in your twenties. Dude, I asked. I asked for a new job, and I didn't get what I wanted, and so I just left. Right. You know, and then it was like. I've done that in my forties. You're gonna throw an eight-year career, and when I'm done, I'm done. Right. I don't care because at that point, my growth is over. What did you do for DC at that point? Or so at, I, until the end. I started out doing. Um, I was kind of the eyes and ears of like just skateboarding for them because I like rode for people before. Um, or, you know, in, in my entire life, I've just kind of, yeah, I've just skated for people and like, you know, I still skate and like do all of that stuff. So I would do everything from develop product to, I was friends with all the dudes on the team. So you'd take the team on trips. Um, if the team manager couldn't, I would go talk to accounts cause I knew all the accounts from going on tours already, um, with other teams that I rode for. Um, so really it was like, Hey, we're, I, I'm going to work with all of the people that I already know to help develop their skate program and kind of like get in there, you know, cause they really didn't have, uh, what, what's that, you know, a lot, lot of chiefs, not enough Indians, right. you know? Um, and they didn't have people on the street. That yeah. I mean, really dude. Up. And that's like what, what like skateboarding is, is it's just like, you need someone that Same is with the music industry. Dude, who's in the up. fucking clubs? Who's in the, who's in the clubs? clubs? Who like, are at the parks? Who's in the streets? It's not the suits. It's not the managers. Nope. It's funny, I recently got into teaching kids skate lessons and stuff with my friend Neil Mims. I and, saw and that. It, it's a bigger actual like program. I've got a couple of kids in my house there right now that I'm going to sync. Yeah. I'm syncing up with it's you. It's funny, really, it's like 
you know, my journey of my life has transpired from this really odd learning style um, through skateboarding and like me viewing myself differently than other people viewed me because I would do things in my spare time that like nobody would, would you know, in skateboarding, that's just what you do. Right. Like, oh, I'm going to kick up grind this hubba and people are like, what? Yeah. You know, and that's just the life you live where if you catch me in an off day, that's why I just made an Instagram because I was just enjoying my life. What are you going to do this weekend? Ride a bike 100 miles that I bought off OfferUp. Dude, you're a madman on Insta <laughs> because I know a yeah. big transformation happened. Yeah. So it sounds like you're at DC, you're thriving, but it's a thriving that maybe wasn't. You, you got I to actually stop drinking. I was gonna say you got to a point yeah. where you're burnt out, you were over uh -huh. it, you stopped drinking. I met, I met this, I met. Well, she, you know, my ex-wife now, but I met um, a woman, and uh, you know, I kind of like was like, I am gonna 100% fully try my hardest to like uh i don't know what you want to say maybe grow up you know and so we're always growing. she just was so dope <laughs> she was so dope and like um i just was a better person around her you know and so i just was like okay i'm gonna do the best to like keep this person in my life and and it changed my entire life you know and so i think that in a sense, and it's funny, I watch kids every day, and in a sense, that's just learning how to drop in. Yeah. You know, you can't give it a little bit when you drop in. So did you replace the drinking with running? Um, and biking and all the crazy stuff yeah, I see really you doing like, on Insta? Yeah, really, like, it's funny. She had a, a three-speed Linus. You know a Linus newspaper yeah. bike? Yeah, she yeah, had yeah. a three-speed Linus with a, a newspaper rack, and I couldn't run at the time because um, I wasn't in good enough shape. You know, I was still a mess, dude. And so... So what was a mess for you? Oh, I was... Pro I was. What was the messiest? I was, I was... I knew when I was 198, and, like, I'm short. You know, I'm, like, maybe 5'9". And, like, usually my... I, I call it my cruising altitude <laughs> was, like, 155. And so when I stacked on an extra 40 pounds, I was you like, was dude, up. I look like Hank Jr., no. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's and really all my funny. rowdy friends had settled on down. I will tell you that much. You know? All your rowdy friends were hanging Dude. it up. And so... Um, and you, you look know, at yourself yeah. and you're like, you're not happy. Yeah, I was super, I was super pissed at the, way, at the way people viewed me. Because in a sense, they were right. You know, because there's... And how did people view you? Um, you know, I was... I was like, well, well, granted, like the last six months, I guess you could say, like when I, at the time when I left the job, I was like, good. But like before that, when you really look back on it, you were like, you were dodgy. You mm. were like, um, angst ridden, dude, you were tons kind of, of, tons of shit, you know, like projecting on people, like just tons of stuff like that. And really just like you carry a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And I think that like corporate people get worn out with it because they're just not skateboarders and that's okay. Yeah. You know, and so. Um, for me, it was it was a huge learning experience of how to communicate with people. Were you and told you were unmanageable? Oh my! I to I was told, quote unquote, to this day, I do not have executive level communication skills, which I I, I take pride in that <laughs> very very much. Um, I won't challenge that. You know because. 
I, I think that a lot of people just beat around the bush. I agree. fuck their own business up, beating around the bush. And I like, agree, and the truth is really... They really fuck their own lives up, beating around the bush and, and wasting the hours you have in the day. Not being real. Not being real and on people who don't appreciate that. I agree with you. And I'm not going to lie, that'll ruin your life because it ruined mine. Yep. You know, and, 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 and you actually do that. And then the people who have been there for you, you take for granted. And wow, that's a doozy on top of all that. Yeah. You know, but it's like, like I said, if you're an artist, it's a learning experience. You know, life's not a business. It's like a, it's an art project. It's yeah, not it was, a puzzle either. It was a big awakening for me because, uh, you know, I've been in and out of different radio jobs throughout the last 10 plus years now after a constant, you know, run at 91X for years. Yeah. And to be in your 40s and be told by a, a suit that you're unmanageable, oh, yeah. that, was, that, was a, that was a trip for yeah. me to digest. Yeah, at first, I took it very personal. I was going to say it's a very personal perception that takes a huge, huge, huge evolution to, like, I mean, that was four years ago, and I still, like, you know, between that and another relationship communication um error you could say um about like perception those there's nothing that will shape you know yeah. your life more than those but also you know you realize like you were right and you right. are happy and like that's huge when you're out of the element you realize oh that you're my. a happier better person Dude. out of it so did you transition out of your career and also at the same time is that when you made the personal life changes as far as it, it kind of i've only become this person because it's number one the only way that i'm alive and the other only way that so um, this person means not drinking yeah i don't drink exercising like Dude, a son of I a bitch i just don't i just like don't um like beat myself up or self-doubt and i really just like enjoy what i have rather than what i don't have i wasn't there at your age oh i didn't start figuring it out to the last freaking couple of years and i just turned 50 dude yeah, yeah i mean i i like it so took, pat yourself on the oh, back it, it, it took a long time to actually like realize that i got really lucky you know and like um but it took a long 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 amount of um spending time with yourself and loneliness yep. massive yep. massive amounts of loneliness and the other thing too is like also you know every time that you think it's it it's like not yeah. and that's really <clears throat> what i've become accustomed to where you know there's certain things that will, will never be taken away you can never take skill certain skills away you can never take certain time with people away yep and um you know you can really never take certain memories away Money will come and go. Um, like people who are searching for money will come and go. Um, and there's really just what like. What you put out there comes back. Yeah, it's like, and it's crazy. There's just all these like, uh, I, I don't know. It's funny. I'm, I've realized, you, you know, you seem very similar too. where I'm not into meaningless or insignificant things because it's how I felt that I was my whole life growing up. Is Interesting. Is meaningless and insignificant. So if I feel that you want to run, I'm out. Me too. I'm out. I can't handle superficial, you know? Talk. And so sometimes I have to sit there and, and like, be like, Oh, well, this is, this is just how this, it's two different perceptions, you know, because you can always find ways to do the same thing all the time. And sometimes I realize that not taking off is the great is like 
you're like, oh shit, I'm glad I, that I waited. Which is skating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You come back to the same spot over and over and over, but there's also stuff you haven't made where you're like, I'm glad I didn't do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's like, that's like, I think that that's that's super super big. Dude, we go deep. Oh, I'm not afraid. I, I this is I jump on the phone with people. My friend Ryan Kingman. I like jump on the phone. Any of my friends. This is exactly how the conversation gets. Like, it's the only way. And that's what I'm interested in because <laughs> I, I'll tell you, man, I just found out recently that, and this is one of the reasons why I was excited to talk to you, aside from being a fan of your brand, was because I see, and I thought about this as you were on your way down, I see you making a lot of the changes that you're making right now so you didn't and don't end up in a position that I'm currently in. <laughs> And that position in life is I'm finding out I've got problems with my blood sugar levels. I need to drop a shit ton of weight right now before it is too late. Right. And I look at someone like you who's fucking you're running in 110 degree weather into the hills three times a day. I need to tap into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I I think that. You know, and this is something I was talking to my friend um, Neil Mims about this morning. It's like a lot of people set goals so high because they see other people goals, other people's goals. When really, like, you know, if if you think about it, like, if you even just go move around for thirty minutes a day, for thirty minutes three times a day, we're living the same life, and that's huge. You know, like being able to be with people in remote locations together that thought process i have like homies that like that's how we train because we can't be together so you actually have groups that you're training with that are completely locked into the same physical space you're in i'll run the same mileage and like because we can't run together You'll pass along that route to a homie. We can't run. No, no, we can't oh. run together. So I'll be like, hey, on this day, I'm going to run six miles. And at any time, they have to run the six miles. Got it. And then it's like, so you know, on the same day, we're doing this. And there's and, accountability. And then on the big days. Yeah, because everybody has big jobs and everybody has stuff like this. So schedules don't match up. So it's just like, look, dog, just get it done. Right. Like you would have a great time doing it. Oh, I don't challenge it at all. And, and that's, that's the place I'm, that could be the reason why we've met. That's how you change your life. I agree with you. You know. And I'm at that place right now, yeah. which is why I've been looking and, and watching you <laughs> from afar and was like, come on down. Let's Dude, talk. I, I like. Because I need some of what you got. I appreciate that. And I need to make that transition. I think. In the, a big way. And I've talked the talk in the past. But now I have to fucking walk it because knowledge is nothing unless it's applied. I have the knowledge. I'm just not applying. Yeah. The other one, too, is you have the time, too. And I've got nothing but time. You know, and I think that the people that sit there, too, and they're like, well, I'm a kid. I have this. And I'm like, they should be learning the same with you. Yeah. You know, life, life is school and school is life. And like to think that it it starts or stops within the confines of four walls. I'm sorry, is fucked uh. <laughs> no question. I you won't know? challenge that. And that's like that's where a lot of our uh, like cl- clothes and ideas, and that's where the THC sweatshirt came from. Yeah. So what is what you is know? the uh, the birth of the THC and Club Midnight and just the initial design? Because 
It's been a brand now for a couple of years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Three, three years? Four. Four years. It'll be four in November. So okay. I, long story short, I was at DC, and I was in a marketing meeting, and I was really bored. And um, I was like, if I had a dream, what what company would I make? And I just started literally just like shopping in my head and doing this and doing that. And then I started it on Instagram right there in the meeting. And I remember I posted a photo of Ken Caminetti with a huge joint next to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I still remember, and I was in my and I was in my garage, you know, and like, uh, and you know, much different time, obviously, but so. Um, and then we s- made shirts and I just like gave them to my friends. And the concept was actually like, I was thinking, what if I owned a nightclub, like the belly up or like the Fillmore or somewhere like that. And you get to make this dope merchandise. Um, and I didn't want the club or the headaches. I just wanted to make the merchandise and then you make a limited run of it and then it sells out and then it's never made again unless the band comes back. That's amazing. You know? And I so, love that. um, so the the club was called club midnight, which is where like, you know, to me in my life, that's where I've learned every lesson was after midnight. My dad used to tell me too, nothing good is going to happen after midnight. So true. And it's so true. And so, um, and so, you know, it's been four years of just like, we started with 300 bucks and we printed some shirts and sold them at the trade show out of a duffel bag. Um, and I didn't work anywhere and I slept on my boy, Adrian Lopez's floor. Thank you so much <laughs> for, I mean, everything that he's ever done for us, like SD legend. Um, yeah. What's, what's Adrian. And story? so a- Adrian, um, was, is a pro for zero for 25 years, owns loser machine in dark seas and um, just a, a legend and close friend of mine and like just his knowledge of brand wisdom and just like um, really o- his knowledge of the space um, of skateboarding and just really people in the world in general has just like helped shape really m- my life. You hang around with, it'd be like you hang around with championship boxers, you have to become a championship boxer. Right. So you grow up with all these people that have all these dope brands and have been all these incredible people and. I, I can't lie. You want to be one of those too. Sure. So you want to roll with the big boys. Hey, I, I was just thinking, dude. You can't, you know, you can't hang with the big dogs if you're on the porch pissing with the puppies. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Jake Loban used to I say that. I love that. that. That's a great one. Yeah. It's true though. You know. And you got to so, surround yourself with winners, yeah. man. Yeah. So I just uh, I called House and I just was like, hey, do you know how to work a computer? And he's like, yeah, I'm a I'm a senior footwear designer. And I was like, I'll be at your house in 10 minutes. And uh, I had this idea for this company, and that was the idea. So he was able to do all the artwork? I've never made one piece of art for us in four, in four years. Damn. And I just got a computer two years ago, and he gave it to me. That's amazing. So the whole thing is just Instagram. Just off your phone. He does, he does every visual, everything, and I am the voice, and I do all the marketing. You know, literally, like, I haven't worked for anything else. It's been insane. It has been the most heart-wrenching, um, like, and also, like, it's been an insane journey. You know, it's, 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 yeah, every, everything. I can't even, I'm, I'm speechless. But I, I, it took everything of my entire life. I don't own possessions. I live at my parents' house. You know, like, uh, it's the most humbling of the humbling. I get um, it. But it's built me, and I will never take that back, you yep. know? But, um we have never had investors. We own 100% of the company. It's just us two. And right now we, um, we made a documentary and we're actually running an Indiegogo um, crowdfunding campaign um, where we made a bunch of limited edition products that you can only get um, through this crowdfunding experience and Indiegogo site. Um, 
and that money will be used to help prepare propel us forward. Um, you ever see yourselves having a brick and mortar or some type of you know, pop we, up experience? We do pop up shops from time to time, and they do super well, and we love how many people come out. But the COVID stuff, like I know, um, like once it kind of dies down, um, we've tried to honestly make the experience fun and engaging, and just like it what, kills me, man. What's what's like uh, my brand as a person through my lifestyle is unpredictability, right? Clearly. You know, and and I think that everybody. And it's also hard to talk about yourself as oh, a brand. I know that from experience. You know, I found out I was uh, bipolar in this whole experience, um, and I've been that for almost my whole life. Well, you usually are. And I then mean, you don't find out till later. You in don't life. find out because you're so sucked into something. Dude, I know people who didn't figure it out till their sixties, <laughs> man. I swear is, to you, it's so wild. And then you sit there and you're like, oh. This all makes sense now. Right. You know, I was self-medicating this. I was feeling this. I projected here because of that. Yep. But it's also hard to go back and try to, at least my experiences where I've, where mental health played a role in some of my decisions or relationships. There's nothing harder than going back and trying to explain that. It's there's no explaining it. There's none. There's none. You there's just, none. You, there's a. It, it is kind of what it is, and you just ex- move on. Yeah, it's an right? experience that just has to be lived, and like I think that that is why a lot of people end up never coming out of it is because the guilt, the guilt oh and my the shame God. The, for the relationships the, lost in the past is so gnarly. It's so gnarly. So gnarly, and you have to like be doing. Things that are so, you know, I I wasn't interested in working at a a corporation. I just wanted to make something that gave back to something that I felt I was a part of. It's like having a six-figure radio job and a family and not wanting to do it. No. Just wanting to walk away and drive away. I made great I was offered more money than I'd ever made in my entire life. I get it. And it means nothing. Nothing. You want to walk away from it all. I was so happy. You don't give a shit. You feel like a prisoner. Yeah. You feel like a prisoner. Yeah. I remember when I left 91X calling my dad crying. 38 years old, crying. And you're all, I'm going to ruin my family right now. Get me out of this. What are you doing? I'm going to ruin my family. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be this dude. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be Chris Cantori from 91X. I can't handle it anymore. Yeah. I just want out. Yeah. And then I wanted back in. Yeah, no, that that happens. That, that's the mad. Yeah, that's that, the madness. That, that happens, but that's the madness. But that's because you need time to fucking heal. Yeah, yeah if you, you need think, time if you to think heal it, and do that self-reflection, yeah. so you can re-enter the environment and be a better human being. Yeah, and it, take what you've learned and the mistakes you've made, and apply them to the next thing. Cheers to you, man. And that's what you're doing with your own thing. Yeah, I I like. And good for you. I wanted either catastrophic fucking failure right or i wanted success which i knew what i would find either way and it's funny you know i went out i started this all in search of money and it was the furthest thing it's so far away (laughs) yeah it's so far away yeah i could give a rat's ass Ass. now dude because i got my life back and like i have Time I and, bet your and, parents are the people who are closest shit, to you. Holy shit, my parents are fucking through the roof. I was going to say, I bet they tell you the same thing my mom told me just the other day. I feel like I have my son back. Yeah. You you look happier today than yeah. you did six months ago. Yeah. She's like, you just seem so much more at peace. Yeah. You know, it's it's huge, the thing you said about your own life, about like, um, you know, using, using your life as an example, because 
um, I've, I've, I've had the blessing of using all of my friends' lives as precautionary tales. Yeah. As I believe they have with mine. Um, and that's true growth, true openness. I agree. And that's true, like, uh, like you know, you know about real people and real vulnerability. And that's like when, when you really learn about people and people, are, the growth people are motherfucking scared. Fuck, bro. You know? Like, I, I wake up and it, Dude, it's... Dude, people trip me out. You know what's funny is I used to do drugs because I loved the fear. I loved the feeling of just being scared. Yeah. And people were like, I hate it. I love it. And so that I realized Interesting. That, that was what, you know, and it's the feeling of just about to be out of control where you're riding the double-edged line yeah. where you're just like, oh, we're right. And that's like, that's the run that I look for, you know, you, and you don't get to it until the 24th mile of 30. Yeah. You have to run for four hours to do. And so it teaches you this different like thought pattern, you know, um, which breeds such intense people. It does. <laughs> but it's where, as you said, it's where the growth happens. Yeah. But it's, it's learning to, t t t uh, you know, you learn to scale it up. L like people drink caffeine to get jacked up. But what what brings you down? Like caffeine. Weed. You, <laughs> no, true, true. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't drink caffeine because I purposely wanted to be able to ramp up and come down with nothing. Right. Because I believe that if you can just go run at any time, it's not, I need to run in the morning. It doesn't matter. I can ramp up. I can turn off like an on and off switch, which is so scary. You know what I'm saying? Like I do know. Runs, and that's where I'm starting to like get my, my like head about me enough and like get like a couple bucks. Dude, I just got bike shoes. Never had bike shoes and I was just, burning fools on the bike and they're just like dude they'd come up heated Dang. so heated you know what i've been doing this for a decade and, and i'm just like dude I don't, i'm just all i'm an endurance runner and they're like oh <laughs> you know and it's like don't endurance judge a book runner by its cover and a son of a bitch <laughs> with a jump rope you that's, with a jump rope that one that's like nothing i've ever seen i appreciate that holy that one will burn them up um you're you rocky know? bro i appreciate you put that. rocky to shame i appreciate mma that. fighter <laughs> jump rope artist it's, it's funny i only watched floyd i didn't watch anybody else only watched Floyd and and when I f do something like uh is that who you're channeling when you're that's when you I, okay. I only watch f because he to me I knew it it had to be a fighter of some sort He to me sort. has a speed and a style that like is very un um mistakable if you've ever seen him I jump agree. rope and like he's so calm because a lot of people think jump roping is about the tricks and or it's about how long how long you can go and it's about what we were just talking about ramping up or coming down and um, how much effort you put in to the most intense times and the most the other times. So really, it's based on style, which comes from effort and speed and timing, which are also based on like all of those. You know, it's like a big triangle. And so um, I don't know. I just to me, it's skateboarding, but it's much more simpler. And it's so fucking hard to do it's so fun it's so hard to do it's so fun i'll tell you man i'm loving what i'm seeing come out of the club midnight and that whole sphere and your world and i'm loving watching you ramp up 
Just keep it ramping up. There's no coming down. We appreciate you, Cantori. We appreciate everything you do, man. Oh, Thank you so much. Right there with you. Thanks for inspiring me. I look at what you guys are doing and go, fuck, you could still build a rad brand in 2020. Yeah. You still can do with it. With nothing. Kids, you could still nothing. do it with yeah. nothing. Yeah. DIY is still alive. You ain't dead yet. The Cantori Show. Cantori Show.